praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus forevermore. It gladdens my heart again to come your way today. And I'm sure that the Lord has a word for us. It's always exciting to know that you are ready to listen to God's word, knowing that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And not only that, the quality of our life is reflected in the quality of the word that we have on the inside of us. So I welcome you today to another faith for dominion. Remember, Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, God says, Man, you and I should have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over, every, over, the, over everything that creeps on the earth. God has given us that absolute dominion. Yes, we know Adam and Eve might have lost it, but Jesus Christ came to restore it. And for the fact that he has restored it, it is now for us to enforce our position. And the way we can enforce it is when we know the truth of the word and we are able to live by the revelation of the word. It's always glad it's now to come to you. I want to encourage you right now, please share this link. If you are watching on TV, on um, maybe on uh, on Telos Optic TV channel um, 879, or possibly you are watching on the on YouTube or you are watching on Facebook, please take this time to quickly share this link, share it with your friends, and I want you to subscribe so that you can get a heads up whenever we come on air or whenever we pro whenever we broadcast God's word. Please, it is important. Share it now, share it now, put a call to your friend, tell them Faithful Dominion is on air. It's just for 30 minutes. It's a launch art period, depending on where you are located in the world. And it's time to share God's word again. The word of God will improve your life. God bless you. Shall we have the word of prayer? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you because the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. I ask today that there be light and let the spirit of understanding come upon everyone. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory to God. We started this series of teaching, which was a mandate that God gave to us. God gave to us to go out there and tell the people, Go out there and broadcast it, which is launch into the deep waters. Now, this is not just a theme or a topic. It is a prophetic word that God said we should go tell everybody. Whether you are a member of Dominion Voice Christian Outreach or wherever you are watching all over the world, that prophetic word is time you see is that launch into the deep waters. And now, having God sent that word, as a teacher of the world, we now begin to break it down on those areas that God wants us to launch into the deep. We've talked of two. Uh, we talked about one um, some weeks ago, which is launch into the deep of prayers. God wants you to launch into the deep of prayers. If you have not listened to that, I want you to go, please, pick your pick the go into the internet, go to the YouTube, and go and listen to it because God wants you to launch into the deep of prayers. And last week, we started the second, which is launch into the deep of the word. Launch into the deep of the word. And we were able to lay the foundation last week. Please go and listen to it. Go and listen to it. I go check it on Facebook, check it on YouTube, especially on YouTube, you will see there. Go and listen to it. So last week, we talked about 
the volume of God's word entering into our lives and also the quality of the word that enters into us. It is not enough for us to memorize the scripture. It's good to memorize, but it's not enough. What we have in our spirit must be able to affect our life. That is when the quality of our lives improves. A lot of people have God's word. We can recite it, we can quote it, but we don't see it translate into the living until the word is translated into our living. That is when we now improve the quality of our lives. For instance, God's word says you should not let the sun go down on your anger. But you still see, you know that word, but you still allow anger to overrule you. That means the word is in you, but you have not allowed the word to produce the quality it ought to produce. Again, the word of God says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. But you know the scripture, but the quality of your life has not improved. You are still living in poverty you are still living below below the poverty line you are still living from hand to mouth that means the word has not brought quality and what should you do Ooh, i want you to go listen again we just finished faith for and we just finished dominion voice breakfast meeting wherein we thought we spoke last week saturday on combining and multiple streams combining employment with entrepreneurship and you need to listen to it because these are the truth of God's word. This is the truth that God wants us to know. So please go listen to it. You cannot do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. You cannot continue to sleep, wake, sleep, wake and do the same thing. And not doing something differently and expect a different result to come. So I tell you, nobody is responsible for your life. You are the one that is responsible. You are in charge. You are in charge and we keep sharing the principles that makes you to be in firm charge of your life you want to prosper you want to increase the bible says give and it shall be given to you good measure press down shaking together run over shall men give to your bosom for with the measure you give it shall be measured back to you which means god says you are the one that determines the harvest you have you cannot plant 20 seed and expect to reap a million a million harvest no it does not work that way. It is what you sow. What it says, for the measure which you give, it shall be measured back to you. This is the word of God. You may have it on the inside, but if you don't allow it to translate into our day-to-day -day living, the quality of our life will still remain stagnant. So that means it is important. Another word that God gave to us is, he says, I, the word of God makes it clear, that our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you're able to ask or think. That means we should be careful about what we think. You can't be thinking evil or wishing people bad or thinking backwardness or thinking poverty and you expect to love to be loving and you expect to be to be in abundance. No, because your thinking also determines the, the, the tangent of your life. 
you cannot go beyond the thought process. If you're always thinking poverty, thinking lack, and you see everybody that is making it in life as someone who has stolen or somebody who's been making it fraudulently, that means you cannot have it. Not everybody who is wealthy is a thief. Not everybody who is wealthy is a fraud. No, no. There are people who God is blessing legitimately that they can account for it. So, don't think that everybody who is making headway in life is into fraud or whatsoever. As long as you think that way, you cannot attract it to yourself. So God says, let this quality of the word also translate to your daily living. That is, your thought process must align with what you want to see. It must align with the promises of God in your life. Beloved, thought John 2, which above all, all that you may prosper and be in health. If you are living, you are sick, fine. It's no big deal. But you have to realize that as far as God is concerned, it's no big deal in the physical. It's no big deal in the natural world. But in the spiritual world, in the realm of God, it is not right. Listen, you can live your life all through and live as old as 90, 100 or over 100 without an altar of sickness in your body. And you will just, when it's time for you to transit to, the, to, to God, you just sleep and there you go. You sleep and you are off. My grandmother is a living proof of such. My grandmother passed on at the age of 120. Till she passed on to be with the Lord in glory, she could recognize everybody. She sees you, she could recognize voices. And the time she was to go on to glory, she was not sick. She just went to the washroom, eased herself, walked into the room, slid on her bed, and passed on. That is a beautiful one. And I tell you, God is still in the business of such. And when I look at my grandmother's life, I tell you truthfully, she never thinks evil of anybody. She obeys and walks by the principles that are in God's word. And therefore, God gave her that long life. Am I saying that everybody who passed on when they were young did not obey the principle of God's word? No, I don't know. But what I know is I can stay with God's word. I don't know what people's experiences may be, but I can only talk about, about the experience I get in God's word. And that is the more ultimate thing. And I want every one of us, don't look at other people's experiences to judge what you are going to go through or what's going to happen in your life. For the fact that you died, your father passed on of cancer or of high blood pressure does not mean you will die of such. He has his experience. You can create your experience by staying in the word and believing God's word. So God is saying to us, launch into the deep of the word. Launch into the deep of the water of the word. It is time to launch into the deep. So I want you to go look at next last week's message and listen to it to get a, a wider picture. So today we'll be looking at hindrances to the working of the word. A lot of us know, we believe, we know that God's word works. Every event you ask you today, is God faithful? Everybody will say yes. If I should ask the question, does God honor his word? The answer everybody will give is yes. Either by way, by way, either it was because you have computed it into your mind or you have been told that way. But do you know one thing? The question is, if he is faithful, has he been faithful in your life? Don't try to say yes because you want to make God feel good. No. What your, whatever you feel or what you say or your opinion does not change God. The Bible says he is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. So the question is, 
if don't just say yes by default look inwardly why is it that have not been seeing the faithfulness of God's word because the challenge is not with God the challenge is something and that is the climate you create around yourself the climate we create around ourselves determines the working of the word of God what climate do you create around yourself what climate the climate you create around, around yourself is what will determine the working of God's word in your life. If you create a climate, for example, just take hypothetically, climate of unbelief, you will realize that the word of God will not work. Does it mean God is not faithful? No, God is faithful. But the climate you create around yourself is what determines how the working of God's word works. So we're going to look at about, we're going to talk about four things. Four major things that create the climate. And I want you, if I'm not able to complete the four today, please log on next week. By the grace of God, if Christ Jesus has not, has not come, we'll be here so that we can look at exactly what climate are you creating around yourself that is hindering the working of his promises in your life. God is not weak. God is not, is not short of understanding. God is a very intelligent God. In fact, the Bible says the wisdom of men, the height of the wisdom of men is foolishness to God. So that means God is a very intelligent God. God is very brilliant. You cannot outlive God. You cannot outlive God. God is brilliant. He's intelligent. So what is it that I'm not getting right? What is that you are not getting right that is not making the word of God to work in our life? We go into that. Number one is tradition. Tradition is one major thing that does not allow us as children of God to allow the working of God's word to work in our life, the tradition. Tradition simply means customs. Tradition simply means the way we have been doing things. And this is just a major challenge. Traditions will never allow any one of us to go into get into the fullness of God. We will not allow the word of God to work in our lives. There are some traditions we inherited from our background, from where we hail from. There are some traditions that are not in line with God's word. There are even some traditions that are in God's word, but in the new covenant, it is no longer existing, does not work. But if you go stay in the old covenant, in the Old Testament, you realize that you can import these traditions and bring it into the new covenant, and you will find yourself shortchanging yourself, not allowing the word of God to work in your life. Let me take for example, here in Canada where I live, the, okay, let me use my a typical country that I'm very sure of. Let's look at the continent of Europe, for instance. In Europe, when you drive, driver, the driver steering is on the right side. Is on the right side. Now, you look at the country called Nigeria, almost Nigeria, for example. When we got our independence, when Nigeria got independence, the driving was also at the right side. But with time, they now changed the constitution and changed the, dri the driving, the steering from the right hand to the left hand. Now, does it mean, now if you go to, that, to the nation called Nigeria, you realize that all drivers, their steering wheel, is on the left side but once in a while you still see some vehicles that are imported from maybe you from the United Kingdom in you in London where the steering is on the right side now when you bring such cars 
you still play the road. But with time, the vehicle inspection units, the vehicle inspection officers will stop you on the road and say, no, you don't need to drive a car to be, your stand to be on the right side. Go change it and change it to the left because in the 60s, it was permitted to use it on the right side. But now it is no longer permitted to use it to drive a car with the steering wheel on the right. It should not be on the left. You could drive it for a while, but time will tell. They say, no, it is no longer permitted. That's the way it is. There are some things that are legitimate, right, traditions in the Old Testament, which coming into the New Testament, its tradition is no longer in effect. But does it mean if you are living by the old, you will still live by the old, you will still drive on the road just like that person, you will still live by the old, but you will not get the full benefits of the person who is on the legitimate ground. Let's take for example in the scripture. Let's look at the book, the scripture, the book of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 42. Leviticus eleven forty-two. I read it to us in the NLT, New Living Translation. It says, you are not to eat any creature that moves along the ground, whether it moves on its belly or walk on its four, on its four or many feet. It is unclean. That's what the scripture says here. That was a word God gave to the Israelites. No, you must not eat anything that is crawling or anything that walks on its feet, that is, you must not eat anything that is crawling, like snake. Anything crawling on his chest, snail, you don't eat it. Or anything that is walking on his four legs, so you must not eat it. Now listen, fast forward in the New Testament. When Christ Jesus died on the cross, and the Bible says the curtain that divided the temple into three places was torn from top to bottom. And we were introduced into the New Testament, into the New Dispensation. Now, just Christ said, He is now become the fulfillment of the law. Now, move fast forward to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, verse 14. God was talking to Peter. He said to him, Say, Peter, now get up, and I want you to go. Get up, he said to him in a vision. Get up and eat this creature. Look at what Peter told Jesus. He said, surely not, Lord. Peter replied, I have never eaten anything impure or clean. Peter was somebody that kept the laws of Moses. He kept those traditions well. And God says, Jesus Christ says, now it is time. The gospel is no longer for the Jews alone. The gospel is no longer for the biological Israel alone. The gospel is now to go to Europe. It's now to go to Africa. It's now to go to Australia. It's now to go to Asia. It's now to go to all, uh, uh, to all the continents of the world. And God was saying, Peter, I want you now to take and eat. And Peter said, no, you know that I obey the law of Moses. This is our tradition. We don't eat it. We don't eat it. Have you not read it in Leviticus? And God is saying, no, a new dispensation has come. Traditions must not hold you back. 
from what I want to do. I want, not, I want to save not only the Israelites. If it had been for Peter alone and his way of reasoning and his way of doctrine and tradition, me preaching the gospel to you today would never have been possible because I'm not a biological Jew. But you know what? I'm a spiritual Jew. I'm a spiritual Jew. And the Bible says, who is a true Jew? He said, who is a true covenant of child of Abraham? He said, the person who is not only circumcision, whose circumcision is not of the flesh, that is circumcision of the flesh, but circumcision of the heart. By me receiving Christ Jesus into my Lord, as my Lord and Savior, make me a true Jew. It qualifies me for the covenant blessing of Abraham. That's why Peter and Paul were saying that we have been engrafted into the body of Christ. Now listen to me. Traditions can stop you from allowing the from you allowing getting assets access to the promises of the word of God. Paul said, when whatever that is presented to you, he said, receive it with thanksgiving, bless it and eat it. That is, even if it is a snake or is a snail <laughs> that is presented to you, take it and eat it. Now let's say, for example, if you say, well, where I stay, if I eat it, oh, I don't feel comfortable eating it. But you know what? Assuming you go to a tribe or to a nation, and you go there to give them the gospel of Jesus, and they tell you, here is our food, eat. You don't say, well, I don't eat snake, because their tradition may say, if you don't eat my food, I know some traditions like that, you have not accepted me. What do you do? You bless it in the name of the Lord. You eat it. You know, it's not going to work. It's not going to work against you. You eat it so that the gospel of Christ <coughs> can be reached, can, can reach them. So that means Paul was saying to the Jew, I became a Jew. To the Gentiles, I became a Gentile. Does it mean that he said all this I do so that Christ Jesus may be glorified? One major thing which I'm going to talk about, I know I can't proceed further, but I'm going to expand on this. So please join next week. For you to allow the working of God to be in your life is you must, you must get a tradition. I hear some people, I see some people, their parents will tell them, or they will say, I can never marry from that tribe. I can never marry from that, from that race. I can never marry somebody from that color. You are not allowing the working of God in your life. Because that person you are saying, either because of his tradition, or color, or race, or tongue, you say you can never marry. Maybe that very person that will give you peace in your marriage. So what should you do? As long as he's a child of God, there is, no, there is neither Jew nor Greek when it comes to God. There is neither black or white. In fact, God is not white. God is not black. God does not have color. God is light. He's light. So when you talk of so the color of God is light. So whatever color you may want to give. And I know a little bit of science when I was in school, when they said that in light we could have something called Roy Beef. Red O Y B uh, B R U F or something like that. B R F Roy Beef. That those are the color of light. That is inside light. There are several colors. There's all red, there is orange, there is yellow, there is blue, and there is violet, violet, or things like that. But you know what? God is light. 
So when you are looking at your fellow human being from the dimension of tradition, in my family we don't do this, in my family we don't do that, and it negates the word of God, you are making the word of God ineffective. You are making the promises of God ineffective in your life. You have to bear in mind, there are some people who are watching you, who are watching you. Thank God for Paul. Thank God for Saul of Tarsus, who later became Paul. If not for him, who took the gospel outside the territory of Israel. And he took it to Rome, he took it to Italy, he took it around. Thank God for that Ethiopian eunuch that P. Philip preached to and he circumcised. And that guy, that Ethiopian eunuch, came into Africa and gave the gospel. Thank God for people who left the comfort of their country and their nation and came even to native continents that were not so comfortable and they lived there. People like pa, T, uh, pa, 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 this man of God that came into for, for Africa, to Africa, um, Elton. Thank God for people like that who left the comfort of Europe and came to Africa and gave the, 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 the light of the gospel. Many, many people like that. Listen to me carefully, beloved. Traditions will not allow the working of God's word in our lives. So we must do away with tradition. We must do away with tradition that negates the word of God. Now, hey, hey, hey. Am I saying all traditions are bad? No. There are some traditions that are in our, in our various places that are very good, awesome, powerful, unique, that we have to keep. But as long as any tradition you want to keep will negate the work, the word of God, will negate the promises of God, you have to allow it to go. You have to allow it to go and exalt the word of God. You've got to exalt the truth of the word. Any tradition you have that is contrary to the word of God must be done away with. Peter refused to do away with the tradition and hence the gospel to the Gentiles was taken away from him and given to Paul. How do I know? He confirmed it later when he went to the, to, to the, to the believers who were in Galatia and he got to them. He was eating with them. He was doing everything with them. But when there were some certain believers, certain brethren that came from Jerusalem, the Bible said Peter withdrew himself. He did not eat with them again until Paul rebuked him openly for his, for his hypocrisy. And Paul had Peter had to say, oh, I give up, I give up. He said, look, this message of grace, this message to the Gentiles, I can't handle it. Then he said, Peter, he said to Paul, please, you can take it over. And then let me go back to Jerusalem. But one thing I just want to say, you just make sure you don't eat any animals, that any animal that has blood in it. Give them to give told them don't eat the animals or anything that has blood in it because he saw they were eating they were eating snakes eating snail possibly eating pig well cooked and so they said no 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 my traditions that we must not eat pig why because pig is this oh so anybody that is eating pig you think is unclean no no what we take in does not make us unclean it is what we take that comes from our heart what we eat and goes into our stomach does not make you unclean because you're going to go to the washroom and pass it away but it is what you're taking into your spirit and what comes out that makes you either clean or unclean i want to stop here the question is 
What are the traditions that are holding you back from allowing the working of God's word in your life? What are the traditions? Somebody is preaching to you. You are saying, well, because she's a lady, I won't hear the gospel from her. There is not a male or female in Christ. Those are traditions. It may, those traditions may even find its roots from the old covenant. You have to give it away. Are you there? You have not given your heart to Christ because of tradition. I want to pray with you. Give your heart to him that you don't allow the tradition to take you to hell. You want to pray now? Let's pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you today to accept you as my Lord and Savior. I'm sorry for my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I accept you. And I, I, I believe in my heart that you died and rose for my sins, for my sake. And I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Today, I'm born again. Today, I'm saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. You said that prayer? Congratulations. You've given your heart to Jesus. Look for a Bible-believing church. Please go to your pastor. Tell them Pastor Larry sent, them, sent you to them. And please establish yourself in the world. Establish yourself in the church, in a local church. And start growing. Be a body of Christ and be covered. I want to pray with everyone right now. Father, I pray for everyone who has listened to the sound of this message. I pray, Lord God Almighty, that you will cause your word to grow in our heart. Traditions will not stop us from allowing your word to work in our life. We come against every form of tradition that is contrary to the word. We command it to be rooted out of our lives in the name of Jesus. Today we walk in freedom, in the liberty that Christ has called us into. Thank you, Father, for answering our prayers. For in Jesus' exalted name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Till I see you again next week, same time. Always remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. Bye-bye.